Good morning. Wasn't that dedication fabulous? It was fantastic. And such a representation of God's love and God's heart that God knows us intimately. And as Joshua brings joy to Bethan and Barry and all, all, all that know him, do you know, you bring delight to God. God, your Father, you delight him. Not in what you think you should be or in who you compare yourself to or the vision that you had of your life. Just you, just the way you are. Do you know he calls you by name and he knows the number of hairs on your head? And um, I was talking to, I'm going to get this wrong, I'm sorry. I was talking to Bethan's mum this morning and her, her formal name is Desiree, Desiree, sorry, but she likes to be called Des. And you know, God calls you by the name that you like to be called. He doesn't call me Jillian, he calls me Jill. He doesn't call you by the, the name that, he calls you by the name that, that, that you like to be called. And this morning, my title is, my answer is yes. And I'm thinking this title is going to bring joy to my boys because all week my answer has been no. Mom, I'm hungry. Can I have more food? Mom, um, I'm saying no, the kitchen's closed. But please, I'm starving. But you didn't eat your tea. But I'm hungry now. So boys, for this little half hour, my answer is yes. And Archie's looking happy already. Can I ask you, and welcome online as well, let your answer be yes this morning. How often do we focus on circumstances and let those circumstances dictate our mood and our feelings? Do you know, when we do that, we see through the lens of independence and what we can do in our own strength. But when we turn to the word of God and we soak in God's truth, we live and we operate from a place of faith and power through the Holy Spirit. David, write, David writes in Psalm 25, verse 5, Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. Do you know, we need God's truth in every area of our lives. Every area. Not, any, not just keeping some for ourselves. We need it in every area of our lives. But with God and his truth permeating in and through us, we can overcome what we would otherwise avoid. We can live and operate from the inside out with a healthy heart. And a healthy heart is important to God. We can live from a place of faith and a place of power through the Holy Spirit. Do you know Jesus? He is the way and the truth and the life. And sitting with Jesus and receiving his truth, it silences the lies of the enemy it disarms the enemy. And his truth is strong. His truth is pure. His truth is reliable. His truth is holy. His truth brings clarity. And his truth, as Aaron was saying this morning, we are living in a turbulent world and quite often an unpredictable world. But his truth brings certainty in a world of constant change. And it's going to hold us steady when everything else is shaken. And above all else, his truth sets us free. John 8, 31 to 32 says, You are truly my disciples if you keep obeying my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So Jesus' truth, it's a standard that never wavers. Thank goodness. And his truth allows us to see from his vantage point. 
And I'm sure that's what got Colin and Pam through the challenges and gets them through all of us, through daily life, seeing it from his vantage point, standing on the word which is immovable, unshakable, always reliable, and not the world which changes with different headlines and to be changes daily and the headlines change. And I was speaking to someone recently and we agreed that sometimes we've just got to turn the news off. So knowing that Jesus is the truth, that makes me want to say yes to him. Yes in whatever he asks me. And even before he asks. My answer, Lord Jesus, is yes. But what does it mean to say yes to God? Can I ask you, church, are you wide awake this morning? Are we awake? Are we listening? Thank you. Do you know that the first mention of worship and the first reference to worship in the Bible is found in Genesis 22? And it's the word hineni. It means here I am, Lord, or here am I. And what it means is hineni means I'm ready, Lord. It's Hebrew for here I am. And it's the beautiful and selfless response that um, Abraham gives when God calls on him to sacrifice his, his son Isaac. Hineni is mostly used when God calls on someone in the Bible to do something difficult and something important. God calls Abraham, and Abraham says, yes, Lord, here I am. And that means whatever it is you're asking, my answer is yes. Before I know what you're asking, God, my answer is yes. And Lord Jesus, whatever it is, before you even say a word this morning, Lord Jesus, Jesus, our answer is or my answer is yes. And in case you hadn't guessed, that's the title of my message this morning, that whatever it is he's asking, our answer is yes. And there's so much, our, our yes affects so much more than us. I believe God wants to teach us what we're saying yes to, and he's going to show us the power in our yes, and he's going to show us the impact of our yes. And our yes can impact our families our communities, our homes, our nation, and beyond. And really, we are just the conduit. He is the source and he is the solution. So we're the vessel that he wants to work through. But do you know, before we, before we say yes, I think it's important that we know that God is devoted to us. He's mindful of us. His mind is full of us. And it's full of God thoughts towards us. Not thoughts of condemnation, not thoughts that, inspire, that encourage shame. But if he's so devoted to us and he's totally ready for us, are we ready? Have we got the same readiness for him? And are we prepared to pay whatever cost there is? I'm asking myself this question and I'm asking you this question as well, friends, this morning. Are we ready Or are we waiting for an audible voice to perhaps call us by name? Are we waiting for a sign or a signal or a perfect situation or or circumstance in order for us to respond? Are we waiting for conducive or favorable situations for us to respond? Are we waiting, and I'm guilty of this, I like everything to be so, are we waiting for everything to be lined up just the way we thought? got good news, got good news. We don't have to wait. We can just report for duty and say, here I am, Lord. You don't need to ask because before you even say a word, before you even ask us a question, we say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, here I am. I am available. James 4, 8. 
says, draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. And that's near to us in any state that we're in. That's near to us in our brokenness, near to us when we're ill, near to us when we're on the mountaintops and everything's going well. God will draw near to us. He will move closer to us when we move our hearts closer to him. Do you know, but I think we live in a time where I think we wait until we feel a certain way or until others are doing it. But can we say, God, I'm here. We're available. You don't need to wait for perfection. Just in the present, God, I'm available. Do you know, God is speaking all the time. But are we listening? Are we still enough to recognize his voice? There's so many distractions and so many things fight for our time, for our attention, and are in our thoughts as well. I don't know, but I don't know about you, but sometimes my thoughts race and I've got to slow it down and silence it. Saying yes, say yes to God because he knows what he's doing. And you know, our yes will look different to someone else's. He's given us each grace for our own individual race and he sets the pace. And hey, I could make that a rap, but I'm not going to. You know, he sets the pace. He is our pacemaker. And I was at my two youngest boys' school sports day on, on Friday, and one of them was in the relay, and it, it actually made me cry. I was watching this relay with tears streaming down my faces at these kids. They're not, I would love to show you the video, but because of, you know, I'm not going to because it's got other people's children on it. But these children, there was, a, there was hundreds of voices cheering, cheering, cheering. It wasn't about the speed, it was about getting behind the kids. These kids were waiting for the baton. The, their hands were out, they were ready. Their answer was yes. They were running towards their, the next person. What's God put in your hand? What baton have you got that people need? A baton of hope, a baton of love, a baton of grace, a baton of courage. Even if you don't feel it, do it anyway. Do it anyway. Like that night swoosh, do it. What baton has he put in your hand? And then guess what happened? The baton didn't, d- didn't transfer unless we gave it to the next one. And the next one ran their race in their lane. Because if they were looking around, it wouldn't have worked. The baton, the world needs Jesus. The world needs what we carry. Not in our, in, in our own strength, but in his. And in his grace and in his courage, the world needs the life and the light and the hope and the the consistency that we carry. Do you know, it's, it's all about keeping close proximity to the Holy Spirit, walking at his pace, at the pace of love. I, I know I'm quite a quick person and people do tell me to slow down and I don't want to be hypocritical, but I make myself smile when I say this, but hurry and love are incompatible. They're like oil and water and they simply don't mix. They're immiscible. Love and hurry are polar opposites. And um, I can see my boys looking shocked at me because when they're in reverse, they're encouraged to hurry up. Come on, come on. But do you know, we walk with God. We don't run with him. Love walks slowly. Love is our mandate. And hurry, hurry's the thief. We're going to walk at the pace of love because we're each graced for our own race in our own lane with eyes towards the prize because he's setting the pace as our pacemaker. But when pacemakers are running, when they're, you know, in the marathon, in the, the long distance running, the pacemaker, I think, drops out when the pace is set. This pacemaker doesn't. He's in this race permanently with us. So 
So when we say yes to Jesus, we're not just saying yes to doing things for him. We're saying yes to who he is, yes to all that he is. And I'm going to read from Genesis 22. It's the story of what God's call to Abraham. This is about Abraham's obedience. Later, it's Genesis 22, 1 to 14. Later on, God tested Abraham's faith and obedience. Abraham, he called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will point out to you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood to build a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place where God had told him to go. On the third day of the journey, Abraham saw the place in the distance. Stay here with your donkeys, Abraham told the young man. The boy and I will travel a little further. We'll worship there and then we'll come right back. Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the knife in the fire. As the two of them went on together, Isaac said, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. We have the wood and the fire, said the boy. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Sorry, where is the lamb for the sacrifice? God will provide a lamb, my son, Abraham answered. And they both went on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told Abraham to go, he built an altar and placed the wood on it. Then he tied Isaac up and laid him on the altar over the wood. And Abraham took the knife and lifted it up to kill his son as a sacrifice to the Lord. At that moment, the angel of the Lord shouted to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, he answered, I'm listening. Lay down the knife, the angel said. Do not hurt the boy in any way, for now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld even your beloved son from me. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a bush. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering on the the altar in place of his son. Abraham named the place, the Lord will provide. This name has now become a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. God called to Abraham. Abraham's response, here I am. Here I am, yes. He said, I love that response. Because before he knew what God was going to say, he was listening. He knew the voice of his Lord. Like Abraham, we're not just saying yes to the things we need to do or yes to the things we think we need to bring to God. We're saying yes to who he is. Yes to all that he is. And you know, this is good news because it doesn't matter if we feel tired. It doesn't matter if we feel uncomfortable or not. It doesn't matter if we think we're able to do it because we're saying yes to who he is. And who he is is bigger than what we feel kind of remind us of who he is. He is Jehovah Jireh, God our provider. Whatever you need, whatever he's asking of us, he will provide it. He's Jehovah Shalom, which Shalom is peace. He will give you the peace and the wholeness that you need. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. He's Jehovah Shema. The Lord is there. He's the Lord of the moments. He's with you in the moments. Can we be ready for the God-ordained moments? He's in them with us. And even if it feels like it or not, he's been in every moment that you've ever lived through. He's been in every single one. 
He is Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. How many of us need healing this morning? Do you know this? Our God, he still heals and he still sets free and he still provides. He is El Shaddai. He is the Lord God Almighty. God first introduced himself as El Shaddai to Abraham in Genesis 17.1. He says, I am God. I am God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. So God knows us. We've talked about this. God knows us by name. And it's good that we know him by his too. Because his names and his character haven't changed. He is the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he's the same God forever. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we can that we can trust him. And I'm so glad that he's got our present. He's got our, pre- our past. And he holds our future. And he's El Roy. He's the God who sees you. You're seen. You're seen and you're known and you're so loved. He loves you so much. He loves us so much. That's why I call this message, my answer is yes. But our yes, it can cost us. And it might mean that we have to say no to some things too. And they can be good things, but we need his wisdom. So we we might have to say no to some things. I have a long way to go, but I'd like to share some things I've learned from saying yes to God. Our yes to God is going to require and encourage a fervent and a passionate prayer life. Can I suggest that if we're saying yes and we're responding and not praying, maybe we're saying yes to our will and what we're able to do or saying yes to the things that we've seen others do. Do you know we need total dependence on God? We need it now more than ever. When we say yes to Jesus, before he even says a word, our prayer lives show us that we've said yes. We're passionate. You see, we're passionate about what he requires of us. And we can't do it in our own strength. And we can't do it in our own ability. We say, Jesus, I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I know you can. So our yes, it's going to encourage a fervent and a passionate prayer life. The people who say yes are powerful people. There's a quote from Dr. Billy Graham. He says, a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. I don't want to be powerless. People who pray know how to receive power because they know who their source is. It's a total dependence on God. Abraham knew his source. He knew who provided. Isaac said, Father, where's the lamb for the sacrifice? Abraham didn't flinch. He didn't get worked up. With total trust and no doubt, he said, God will provide. Do you notice that's not a lengthy answer? It's three words. God will provide. Abraham was dependent on God. Abraham had total faith. And for your situations today, for my situation, three words, God will provide. So our prayer life, it's not about fancy words. It's not about religion. It's about relationship. It's about relationship with a God and the Father that loves you so much. It's about communicating with God. It's about closeness with God. True joy, it's found in our proximity to Jesus. True joy is found in the fellowship and the friendship of Jesus. See, when we get close to him, everything changes. When we get close to him, we can find joy in uncertain circumstances. And to get to know someone, we've got to get close to them. We have to be around them. Maybe as well, if we haven't been pushed to pray in this season, maybe we are relaxing a wee bit. Maybe we're not making ourselves available enough. See, when we, when we make ourselves available and we say yes, we're trusting and believing that he is the God who he says he is. 
think of the times he's come through for you in the past. The second thing I've learned in, in this for a long time, but particularly in the last two years, is our yes to Jesus. It requires and encourages open eyes and open ears. Let's get our eyes, let's keep our eyes and our ears open and get ready to see miracles. In Genesis 22, 13, Abraham looked up and he saw. He had to be aware of what was happening. His eyes were open. It says, then Abraham looked up and he saw a ram caught by its horns in a bush. Sometimes when we pray and we trust God and say, do something, God, but do we actually trust to see the miracle and trust to see the answer to our prayers, to hear the sound and see the shift and our saying yes? We've got to believe it and have faith for it and have our eyes open and our ears open and our hearts ready and malleable. Do you know, but also often, what, and this is uncomfortable, often what God wants of me or asks of me, there can be a tension there because we're not God. God is God. We don't always feel strong or feel capable or we don't always feel we have what it takes. It could be for any reason. It could be because of our background. It could be because of doubts. But the emphasis here is not on feelings. It's not on, on, on how we feel. Please remember our yes is to who God is. And who he is is not just a nice God. He's not just nice to us. He is good to us. And because he's good to us, he wants the best for us. And because he wants the best for us, he's not going to wait until we feel comfortable. He's not going to wait. But he goes at our pace because he's our pacemaker. So in Numbers 23, 19, it says, God is not a man that he should lie. He's not a human that he should change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? God is faithful. God is so faithful. Um, God is not a man. He's supernatural. And I think that what takes the pressure off this is that we bring the natural and God brings the super. And he joins the two together to bring the supernatural and the results are in his hands. So we can't take credit for any of it. But if he's not, he's not just going to ask us. If he's, if he's supernatural and he's not a man, he's not just going to ask us to do the things that man is capable of. If God is, he's, going to, he's, going to require, he's not going to require us to do small things. God is not a man. He's going to ask us for more. And that more doesn't mean us going out and you know, doing crazy stuff, not, not being irresponsible, but it just means noticing people. It means saying, yes, God, I'm available. So going in and noticing the person on their own and speaking to them bringing people along with you and just being an encourager to bring hope, to bring life and to speak, to speak life. So will we draw near to God and say yes before he says a word? I want to say yes to God before he says a word, not just to work for him and definitely not to strive, but to say yes, just because he's God. And yes to the character and the ways of God that we would represent him in all things and reflect his heart his heart of patience, his heart of love, his heart of kindness, his heart of restoration, his heart of grace. Our yes has nothing to do with us, but it always reflects Jesus. And our yes doesn't ever glorify us, but it's always to reveal Jesus, because that leaves no room for pride or arrogance or for personal glory. John 15 in the Passion Translation says, I am the sprouting vine and you're the branches. 
So let's stay joined to him, stay connected to our source. And as we live in life union with Jesus as our source, fruitfulness will spring from within us. But when we live separated from him, we're powerless. So if we're connected to Jesus in the staff room, the person that's going through a really hard time, we're going to, we might not have the answers, but we're going to have his heart. We're going to have his patience. We're going to have his smile. We're going to have his, his wisdom. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him for the things that we lack. So we know what I want to say yes to Jesus and get ready to receive his power. I want to go into my Monday and my Tuesday and my Wednesday right up every day with walking in the supernatural, walking with God. I want to be consistent and I want to stand on the word of God and not the world where another thing comes at you and another demand and another... Don't yet stand on his word. Say yes to Jesus and get ready to see the supernatural power of God at work. So can I encourage us to pray with our eyes open, expectant to see God move? Hebrews 11 is a beautiful chapter all about faith, about people's faith. And um, um, verses 39 to 40 says, All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God had something better in mind for us, so that they would not reach perfection without us. They were people of faith, but none of them received what God had promised. God had prepared something better. That tells me that what we say yes to in this season, we're going to see even better. God is something good for us with our names on it. And I want to see it. And I want to live in it. And I want to say yes to it. Let's not miss out. Let's be people about our Father's business. Saying yes to Jesus is saying yes to a better way. Because his ways are higher. His ways are greater. And saying yes to Jesus is saying yes to wisdom ways. He has better things for us. But are we awake enough to listen? Are our eyes open to see? Saying yes to Jesus is never about our little world. It's never about us. But it's always about others and the bigger picture. Look at the example of Jesus. Hebrews 5, 7 says, While Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. So even Jesus had a prayer life. Even the Son of God needed to learn obedience. He had to learn to say yes. He learned obedience from what he suffered. Remember, our saying yes to Jesus is all about revealing Jesus. Maybe we thought our yes was about demonstrating our talent and showing our skill and our gift, but no, no. It's only ever about revealing Jesus. And this world needs Jesus. This world and needs the Holy Spirit. So can we ask if we're eager with our yes, or are we just looking at our limitations? Are we focusing on our feelings? Do you know, Abraham looked up. Remember Abraham, he looked up and he saw a ram in the thicket. And we need to look up and see what he's doing. And as Peter Hall said two or three weeks ago, it's time to recover lost sight. Look up and get the Father's perspective for the need in front of me. See, when we operate from that place of God's perspective, we're not striving and we're not doing it in our own strength and our heart breaks for what breaks his. So let's exchange our inability for God's ability. Let's be people. Let's be a people about our Father's business. I want to be about God's business. Abraham got up early. Can we do the same? Get up and look up with a new vision and new priorities and fresh hope. Let's, 
let's get up this morning and put on Jesus, put on faith like clothing, put on grace, put on love, because he is our strength and he is our dependence. So be clothed in Jesus. 1 Peter 4.11, whatever we do, let's do it for Jesus. So we're saying, as we've seen, we're not just saying yes to doing things for him. We're saying yes to who he is. And he's not just a nice God. He's a good God. And even in our lack, he is ready to pour into our lives, into our hearts, whatever it is that we need. And also in this, be, be who you were created to be. Don't live and play small so people can feel better about themselves. Let's not avoid or run away from who we were created to be. Let's not be reductionist. It's not kingdom thinking. You know, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of this kingdom. And hear my heart here. I'm not at all endorsing arrogance or fleshly behavior, but I'm urging us to refuse to live for anything else, not for entertainment, but for Christ and for him crucified, to live in the fullness of who God made you to be. He came to give us life and life in its fullness. Do you know the same power that raised Jesus from the dead? It lives in you and it lives in me. Let's live to reveal him. Let's live to reveal Jesus. Live in his victory. His victory is our victory. It's your victory. And our time is short. And this world is fragile. And it needs a saviour. Can we remind ourselves this morning that he still moves and he still heals and he is alive. He came to destroy the works of the devil. So we partner with him. That makes us dismantlers of the dark. Let's partner with them because there's more to come as the church awakens again. There is more. There's fullness of life. But can I ask this morning, are we awake? Are we awake? There's more. There's an invite. Jesus draws us. He beckons us. John 1, 46. It's a story about Philip, but in John 1, 46, it says, come and see. Jesus beckons. He draws us. There's a beautiful invite. Genesis 22, 13, going back down to this. Sorry, my mouse isn't working. I'm using the trackpad. It says, then Abraham looked up and he saw a ram caught by its horns in a bush. We need to look up get our heads out of our navels, get our heads in what is not happening and look up because our miracle is there. Our eyes need to be open, our eyes open, fixed on Jesus, heart anchored to him and our feet planted, our feet sure-footed because there's provision for every need. There's a ram in the thicket for you this morning. This is the time that we realign and we stop striving and working in our own strength. This is the time that we come back to the Father back to the God who loves us, who calls us by name. And we lay down what is not ours to carry, the weight of the world, the weight of illness, the weight of work, the, re- the weight of sometimes parenting, just living in, through a pandemic and living through unpredictable times. Come back to the Father this morning and lay down, put down and don't pick up again what is not ours to carry. Let's receive God's ability in exchange for our inability. Because you know there is an abundance in Jesus. There's a beautiful freedom that comes from saying yes to Jesus. Yes to his will and yes to his ways. But we need to look up. Look at him. Look up. Lift our heads and lift our gaze. Because there's a ram for you. Abraham named the place the Lord will provide 
on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Because do you know, God always supplies when he calls, when we don't understand and there's no human way to accomplish the task, God will supply a ram in the bush. When it seems obedience is nearly impossible, God will supply for you. God will supply for us a ram in the bush. When his calling is above our ability, some people need to hear this because I think sometimes we get scared to say yes in case it's going to require too much of us. When it's above our ability, we're relying on Jesus. So, so we're looking at him. God will supply a ram in the bush. Where there's disappointment, and it seems that there's a de- the death of a vision, please lift your eyes and look up. God will supply a ram in the bush. And when our resources are exhausted, and we're exhausted, look for the ram in the bush. Maybe sometimes we feel like we're in an impossible situation. Maybe our relationship is over. Maybe we're in a financial mess. Do you know there's no pit so deep that he's not deeper still? And there's no mountain so high that God is not higher. He's right beside us. He's in us. He's got us. He's with us. He's for us. He's in the pit with us. He's on the heights with us. Please remember your situation is not out of God's reach. Lift up your eyes. Right there behind you will be your ram in the bush. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. It will be provided. He doesn't leave us high and dry. He doesn't leave us to do it in our own strength. But we need to go back to our source. We need to go back to Jesus, back to the true vine, back to his strength and our dependence on him. Not just dependent on what I feel and what I know and what he's done in the past, but going back to opening our eyes as soon as we say amen. Amen means let it be. Go back to trusting God, back to our first love, our first love of Jesus. Go back to believing for great things and declaring great things and declaring God's power to our friends and family. This isn't time for slumber and silence. It's not time to hide our lights. If you feel discouraged, ask the Holy Spirit to to, to affirm you. Stir up the gift of faith in our hearts. This is the time for the sons and the daughters to rise up and show up. And as I was speaking this out to my 11-year-old yesterday, he looked at me, he went, Mom, it's also time to grow up. And I thought, wow, you've got a prophetic voice. Can we respond today with, Lord, here I am. I don't have to have it all together. I don't have to have it all um, planned out because, and it doesn't all have to be in a stacking order. Can we just show up and report for duty and say, Lord, here I am. I'm available. Use me, my flaws and all, because I've, I've got tons of them. Use me in my weakness because he turns his, our weakness into strength. His grace is sufficient. There's a ram in the bush. There's provision, there's provision with every step we take. There's provision into our Monday. There's provision into our Tuesday. There's provision when we're mother and young children. Those are exhausting seasons, but he's in it with us. There's provision. Ask him, involve him. We're not just saying, um, you know, in our yes, it's, it's about Jesus. It's about revealing Jesus. We're saying yes to who he is. And this is what he had to speak to my heart, he's willing and able to deposit into our lives whatever we need. He's not a God of lack. 
He's not a God of partiality. He's, he's a God of more than, with nothing missing and nothing lacking. And this is the Jesus that I know. And this is the Jesus that I love. And it's the Jesus that I'm going to spend every day of my life speaking about because he's a God of total transformation. He took my life out of the pit, out of the mud and out of the mire. And he lifted me up bit by bit. He lifted me up and he restored me and dust me, dusted me down and told me he knew my name and told me he called me by name. And he calls you by name this morning and he loves you and he's got you and he's for you. But we need to partner with the beautiful Holy Spirit who transforms our life from the inside out. Clara's going to put on a song, if that's okay, Clara, in one moment. And I want us to stand if we feel able. We're not going to lay hands on anyone this morning because we're still being sensitive to COVID. But I wonder if we can stand in song and declaration with our yes and speak out, here I am, Lord, before you even say a word, my answer is yes. Give him everything, everything, because he gave everything for us, holding nothing for ourselves, giving it all, and ask him to show you anything that hinders, and don't expect a whop around the head, because that's not, that's not it. He convicts us to free us because he loves us, and he's got a great plan for our lives. So Clara, if you could put on that song, that would be wonderful, thank you. stand up if you feel able and just tell Jesus I give you my yes Holy Spirit show me areas that I'm holding back show me areas that I've not submitted to you God is always calling. He's calling. He's asking us, are you available? But when he calls, it's not a voice of condemnation. It's a voice of love. It's a voice of acceptance. It says, come to me, lay down your heavy yoke, lay down your burden, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
He invites us this morning to keep company with Jesus, to keep company with Jesus and the unforced rhythms of grace, to look at how Jesus does it. Take off the heavy weight this morning and put it down, put down the weight, come to Jesus, his ability to replace, he's the God of exchange, to exchange for our inability. Give Jesus your heart, give Jesus your yes, Lord Jesus, we love you. We love you so much, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, Father God, that you give everything for us, Father God. So we give everything back to you, Lord Jesus. And we look at you, Father, and we thank you that you're a God of provision, that in our lack, Lord Jesus, you provide, Father. That, Father God, that you, where, where we feel like we've got ashes, you give us beauty, Lord Jesus. <clears throat> Father, where we feel old and stale, I pray that you would refresh us and that you would bring newness of life, Father God. Thank you, Jesus, that you call us by name, that we are yours, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, Father, that you're the God of provision. So, Father, where we feel weak and insufficient, Father God, I pray that you would bring your more than, your overflow, God, confidence in you, Lord Jesus. 
Your grace is sufficient for us, Jesus, and we thank you so much that we can go into this week confident in who we are in you, Lord Jesus, that you never leave us or forsake us, and you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We stand on Jesus. We stand on the word. We stand on who you are, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you are the way, the truth, and the life, Lord God. And so we just thank you, and we just give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give it up for Jill. Come on. Thank you, Jill. Please take your seats. Please take your seats. Thank you so much. What a great message. I know all about um, the difficulty of saying yes, a reluctant yes, the fear of saying yes, because I've been getting asked for many years a question, and you know it's better late than never, because Clara, you got that picture there. That, this is Mambo that came to our house this week, and I, was, I know about the reluctant, the, the fear of saying yes, but we welcomed Mambo. Uh, so that, uh, yes, there's never a, a, it's never too late to say yes and invite blessing into your lives. What a wonderful service, uh, great dedication, a big welcome uh, to everybody that's joining us for the first time online. The cafe is now open due to a very generous donation. Your tea and coffee is free. Uh, hot drinks are free in the cafe and the dedication guests have got a, a private room set up with lunch for you guys. So thank you, Vine Church. Thank you, Jill. Wonderful message. Let's, uh, I'm going to listen over to that again and uh, really unpack all of that. So thank you. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday. And uh, to you online joining us, God bless you also. Thank you. Okay.